Take your Bibles, please, and turn to Acts chapter 2 this morning. Acts chapter 2. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes and let me see your glory. The awe of God ought to penetrate our lives because of who our God is. And in the early church, it was the awe of God that they saw in their ministries so that they could become the kind of people that God wanted them to be. We have been studying God's word as it tells us about the church of God, the household of the living God. And we are discovering what it means to be authentic believers. What does it take to become a Christ-like church? How can we live out the pillar and buttress of truth through our lives? As people look at us, what do they see that would lead them to the awe of God and the recognition of the wonder of God? God. Last week we began with this text, and we are looking at a process that helps us develop Christ's likeness in our lives. I want to begin with verse 47 this morning. I'm sorry, verse 42 this morning, and we're going to read through verse 47. And you follow along in your copy of the scriptures, please. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through verse 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with gladness and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. As we looked at this passage, we discovered that there are six elements, each of them identified with the word and. Six sentences in this paragraph And the writer Luke gives to us a process that that early church went through. But I think as we look at the process that we must understand that that early church went through that process together. They were a community. And they were committed to conforming to the character of Jesus Christ. And they had all things in common. And as people saw them individually, they saw them corporately and they saw Jesus Christ. They worked together. They devoted themselves. They devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. They devoted themselves to the fellowship, which involved breaking of bread and prayers. And we looked at that last week. And it's so important that you and I make a commitment to each other as we commit ourselves to God. You cannot live your Christian life in isolation. 
You cannot live your Christian life as an individual because God has designed us to live this Christian life corporately. Now, certainly each of us is to be a witness because we have received the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, under the other most. That's each of us. Each of us is to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father, which is him. Each of us. But God designed us to be involved in a community of believers. And that was the early church. They were an assembly that came together and devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine and the fellowship, which involved the breaking of bread and prayers. But not only did they work together, look with me at verse 43, will you please? They wondered together. The scripture says, and awe. Or fear came upon every one. When was the last time you were wowed in your Christian life? I mean, when was the last time when you had a wow moment in life? Last Sunday night, we had our CBC Squared Musical, and it was a great time. The kids were outstanding. Pastor Stan was kind of so-so. Those of you who weren't here, I was Pastor Stan. I was the weak link in that whole deal. But if you were here, you will remember the rainstorm. And some of you left real early and got caught in that rainstorm, right? Well, Connie and I stayed around as is our custom. And, and as we left, the sun was shining and the rain was coming down. And you know what we saw? Rainbow. Not one, but multiple rainbows. Double rainbows. Rainbows that went down and illuminated the trees. And as we left Battle Creek, Connie and I were looking at each other. Well, I was watching the road too because I was driving. But we were looking at each other and looking at the rainbows. And it was, whoa. And we got on the penetrator and we went, wow. And we got halfway on the penetrator. Whoo. I mean, it was wonderful, and it was God just displaying his handicap in magnificent colors and shades, and it it was just, I can't describe it. You know, when God works in our lives, we ought to have those same kind of wow moments. We ought to have those same kind of times that are almost indescribable. I call them God things. And each one of us needs to recognize the God things in our lives. And as a body of believers, we ought to have those wow moments, and I trust that Sunday morning is a wow moment for you. Now I understand that the preacher doesn't always hit a home run. Sometimes the preacher even strikes out. But you know, it's not about the preacher, it's about our God. I understand that sometimes the ABF teacher isn't the most interesting, doesn't use the greatest illustrations, and doesn't always make you laugh. But you know something? It's not about the ABF teacher, it's about our God. And I understand that sometimes we get together and nobody says anything to you. 
and they walk right past you without perhaps even acknowledging your presence. But it's not about you, it's about our God, amen? And you and I need to have these wow moments where we recognize it's not about all the stuff, but it's about our God. Look for God's stuff in your life, will you please? And when you do get together, share the wonder, the awe, the wow of what our God is doing in our lives. Verse 43, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. There are two elements that are very important to the wow. The first element is the reverence of our God. In some translations, you will read the word fear. And fear came upon every soul. You know, Scripture says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. You know, it's a fearful thing to stand before a holy God. All you have to do is look at all of the illustrations we have in Scripture text and see people as they came before a holy God. As we were singing that last song together, my mind went to Isaiah chapter 6, where Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up, and the glory filled the temple. Remember that? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole world is full of his glory. And you remember what Isaiah said? Isaiah said, woe is me, I'm undone. And I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. When I see God, I recognize how puny I am. The psalmist says in Psalm 8, in comparison to God, what is man? That God is mindful of him, and that the Son of Man visited You want to know how puny you are? Think about this. If we were to take our known universe, Milky Way and everything, and shrink it down to the size of our solar system, which is still pretty significant, right? If we were to do that, you could take 10,000 Earths and put them on the head of a pin. That's how vast the universe is. Now, put yourself on one of those 10,000 Earths on the head of a pin and tell me how great you are. And yet, this is our God, right? This is our God. And we need to have a holy reverence for God, a recognition that he alone is holy and he alone is worthy. And it's to him that we give all praise and honor and glory. That is our God. Let me encourage you this week. Read Revelation 4 and 5. John the Revelator (laughs) is ushered into heaven. And he sees a scroll, right? Who's worthy to open the scroll? And he sees a lion. I think this is wonderful. He sees a lion and he looks and and it's really a lamb. The tribe of Judah, 
and worthy is the lamb who was slain, amen? Thou art worthy because it's not about us, it's about who he is. And may I share with you that when we make it about us, it's when we get in trouble. Are you in Acts chapter 2? Keep your finger there and turn to Acts chapter 5. In our text, they had everything together. And they shared with those who had special needs. Acts chapter 4, Barnabas, son of encouragement, went out and sold some property and gave it to the disciples and said, you distribute it, whoever has need. We're going to take a benevolent offering later this morning. We call it a deacon's fund offering. Distribute it to whoever has need. Well, there there was a couple. A couple by the name of Ananias and Sapphira. And they had a piece of property, and they sold it. Now, it was their property, right? They do anything they want to with it. Nobody required them to do anything. But they sold it, and they gave it to the apostles, only they kept back part of it. Now, it was okay, too, until they said, this is it. This is the whole thing. And do you remember what happened to them? Let's read the text. Acts chapter 5, verse 1. But a man named Ananias, with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property, and with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain in your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. Anytime you make it about yourself, you're not lying to man, you're lying to God. That's serious stuff. Verse 5. And when Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And notice what happened. And great fear came upon all. You betcha. You talk about being in awe. Reverence of God. Verse 7. After an interview of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter said to him, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. He said, yep, that was it. But Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of God? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. Look with me at verse 11. And great fear came upon the whole church. You bet. It's exactly what happened. The wonder that we are to have together begins with a recognition of who God is. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise. 
wonder that is ours all starts with the holy god and in that early assembly of believers they recognized it wasn't about them it was all about god and it's the reverence of god but it's not only the reverence of god it's the recognition of what god is doing in our lives back to acts chapter 2 Verse 43, wonders and signs. They experienced God working in their midst. Now, there were some great things that were going on. We could go back to Acts chapter 1, and there we could see the risen Christ and the ascension of the risen Christ and the promise of the Holy Spirit of God. Isn't that great? And the challenge that you will fulfill the Great Commission because you will be witnesses. This is not something that was their choice. You shall be witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, under the. This is how you're going to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they saw him ascend. Wouldn't that have been a neat deal? And then they gathered together. 120 of them gathered in a prayer meeting. Our Wednesday night is a precious time. There are about 50 of us who share together on Wednesday night with our adults in the fellowship hall. We, we just have a great time. We talk about God things. We share our testimony. We do a little refreshment from the Word of God. And then we bear one another's burdens. Not everybody prays. That's okay. But everybody who is there is part of the solution of bearing one another's burdens and helping carry the load. If you don't come on Wednesday nights, let me encourage you to set aside an hour of your time. It's a precious time. 120 people got together for a prayer meeting. I think it's interesting. After the ascension of Christ, what was the first thing they thought to do? Pray. What's the last thing we many times think to do? Pray. But they prayed. Then you get to Acts chapter 2. 
And, and you find Peter preaching. And the Holy Spirit coming upon them in a, in a visible way. And them speaking in languages. Native tongues. Known languages. To authenticate the message that the Holy Spirit that was promised had come. And look with me what happened in verse 41. Acts 2, 41. 3,000 people were saved and baptized. I often wonder how long it would take you to baptize 3,000 people. I don't even know how many baptizers they had. But I assume it's more than one. Can you imagine? And now in verse 43, great awe. Because they recognized it was God at work. And they were seeing these wonders and signs. Authenticating the message of Jesus Christ. Now as you look about the wonders and signs. You see a real wow factor, don't you? You understand something about how God was at work. Now, there were miracles that were taking place. And we could take time this morning, which we won't, to go through the book of Acts and discover some of the miracles that, that took place. We, we would see where the lame were healed. We would see where Philip... Uh, went up to the Ethiopian eunuch and shared with him what he was reading out of Isaiah chapter 53 and, and then all of a sudden the Ethiopian eunuch is saved and Philip's gone. Can you imagine that? We would see how Peter is released from prison. And I think it's interesting that Peter was comfortable enough in what God was doing in his life to sleep in prison. I've never been placed behind bars involuntarily. I've visited some people behind bars voluntarily, but I've never been placed behind bars voluntarily. But I think if I were, I'd have trouble sleeping. Peter just zonked out. And when God wanted to release him, you remember the angel had to come over and kick him? Wake him up? <laughs> come on, Peter, let's go. Paul and Barnabas Mark are sent on missionary journeys, impacting miracles. Authentication of what God has done in people's lives. You know, there is no greater miracle than someone receiving Christ as personal Savior and being born in the family of God. Amen? Your salvation experience is the greatest miracle that could ever take place on planet Earth. Do you see God's wow? Because he opened your eyes so that you could see your need and understand that to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ was to be born again into the family of God. It doesn't get any better than that. And it's all because of God's grace, God giving to you what you did not deserve. You want to see a miracle today? Look at somebody who's been born again. And your testimony is proof of that miracle. Whatever your testimony is.
That's a miracle. And then there were signs. There were signs that messaged the truth of God's word. There were signs that were being done that pointed to the wonder of what God was doing. If you get lost, you look for a sign, right? You want to find out where you are. If you get lost spiritually, start looking for what God is doing, and that's a sign to lead you in the right direction. Wow! And that is God authenticating his message. John MacArthur wrote this. The life of the first fellowship was so genuine and spiritually powered that everyone, whether inside or out, outside the church, kept feeling a sense of awe. Acts chapter 5 says, Many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people, and more than ever believers were added to the church. Say, so what is that? That's restored relationships. You got a broken relationship? Can God fix it? Wow. That's a healed heart. That's a problem solved. That's a resource provided. That's peace and wisdom and comfort and confidence. That's all about what God can do which points us to the truth of who he is and what he wants to accomplish in our lives. The second element of that process was they stood and wondered, wow, we have a great God. 